Volume two, chapter twenty of Gwen Wynn. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Gwen Wynn, a romance of the Y by Maine Reed. Chapter twenty. Hue and Cry. The ponies and pet stag on the lawn at Langoran wonder what it is all about. So different from the garden parties and archery meetings of which they have witnessed many a one unlike the latter in their quiet stateliness is the excited crowd at the court this day still more from its being chiefly composed of men there are a few women also but not the slender waisted creatures in silks and gossamer muslins who make up an outdoor assemblage of the aristocracy the sturdy dames and robust damsels now rambling over its grounds and grappled walks are the dwellers in roadside cottages who at the words murdered or missing drop brooms upon half-swept floors leave babies uncared for in their cradles and are off to the indicated spot and such words have gone abroad from langoran court coupled with the name of its young mistress gwen wynn is missing if she be not also murdered it is the second day after her disappearance as known to the household and now it is known throughout the neighbourhood near and far the slight scandal dreaded by Miss Linton no longer has influence with her. The continued absence of her niece, with the certainty at length reached that she is not in the house of any neighbouring friend, would make concealment of the matter a grave scandal in itself. Besides, since the half-hearted search of yesterday, new facts have come to light. For one, the finding of that ring on the floor of the pavilion. It has been identified not only by the finder, but by Eleanor Lees and Miss Linton herself. A rare cluster of brilliance, besides of value, it has more than once received the inspection of these ladies, both knowing the giver as the nature of the gift. How comes it to have been there in the summer-house? Dropped, of course, but under what circumstances? Questions perplexing, while the thing itself seriously heightens the alarm no one however rich or regardless would fling such precious stones away above all gems so bestowed and as miss lees has reason to know prized and fondly treasured the discovery of the engagement ring deepens the mystery instead of doing aught towards its elucidation but it also strengthens a suspicion fast becoming belief that miss wynne went not away of her own accord instead has been taken robbed too before being earned off there were other rings upon her fingers diamonds emeralds and the like possibly in the scramble on the robbers first seizing hold and hastily stripping her this particular one had slipped through their fingers fallen to the floor and so escaped observation at night and in the darkness all likely enough so for a time run the surmises despite the horrible suggestion attaching to them almost as a consequence for if gwen wynne had been robbed she may also be murdered the costly jewels she wore in rings bracelets and chains worth many hundreds of pounds may have been the temptation to plunder her but the plunderers identified and fearing punishment would also make away with her person it may be abduction but it has now more the look of murder by midday the alarm has reached its height the hue and cry is at its loudest no longer confined to the family and domestics no more the relatives and intimate friends people of all classes and kinds take part in it the pleasure grounds of langoran erst private and sacred as the garden of the hesperides are now trampled by heavy hobnailed shoes while men in smocks slops and sheepskin gaiters stride excitedly to and fro or stand in groups 
all wearing the same expression on their features that of a sincere honest anxiety with a fear some sinister mischance has overtaken miss wynne many a young farmer is there who has ridden beside her in the hunting field often behind her no ways nettled by her giving him the lead instead admiring her courage and style of taking fences over which on his cart nag he dares not follow enthusiastically proclaiming her pluck at markets race meetings and other gatherings wherever came up talk of tally-ho besides those on the ground drawn thither by sympathetic friendship and others the idly curious still others are there in the exercise of official duty several magistrates have arrived at Langoran, among them sir george shenstone chairman of the district bench the police superintendent also with several of his blue-coated subordinates there is a man present about whom remark is made and who attracts more attention than either justice of the peace or policeman it is a circumstance unprecedented a strange sight indeed lewin murdoch at the court he is there nevertheless taking an active part in the proceedings it seems natural enough to those who but know him to be the cousin of the missing lady ignorant of the long family estrangement only to intimate friends is there aught singular in his behaving as he now does but to these on reflection his behaviour is quite comprehensible they construe it differently from the others the outside spectators more than one of them observing the anxious expression upon his face believe it but a semblance a mask to hide the satisfaction within his heart to become joy if gwen Wynne be found dead it is not a thing to be spoken of openly and no one so speaks of it the construction put upon lewin murdoch's motives is confined to the few for only a few know how much he is interested in the upshot of that search again it is set on foot but not as on the day preceding now no mad rushing to and fro of mere physical demonstration this day there is due deliberation a council held composed of the magistrates and other gentlemen of the neighbourhood aided by a lawyer or two and the talents of an experienced detective as on the day before the premises are inspected the grounds gone over the fields traversed the woods as well while parties proceed up and down the river and along both sides of the backwash the eyot also is quartered and carefully explored from end to end as yet the drag has not been called into requisition the deep flood with a swift strong current preventing it partly that but as much because the searchers do not as yet believe cannot realize the fact that gwendolen wynne is dead and her body at the bottom of the y robbed and drowned surely it cannot be equally incredible that she has drowned herself suicide is not thought of incredible under the circumstances a third supposition that she has been the victim of revenge of a jealous lover's spite seems alike untenable she the heiress owner of the vast langoran estates to be so dealt with pitched into the river like some poor cottage girl who has quarrelled with a brutal sweetheart the thing is preposterous and yet this very thing begins to receive credence in the minds of many of more as new facts are developed by the magisterial inquiry carried on inside the house there a strange chapter of evidence comes out or rather is elicited miss linton's maid clarice is the author of it this sportive creature confesses to having been out on the grounds as the ball was breaking up and lingering there till after the latest guest had taken departure heard high voices speaking as in anger they came from the direction of the summer-house and she recognised them as those of mademoiselle and le capitaine by the latter meaning captain ryecroft 
startling testimony this when taken in connection with the strayed ring collateral to the ugly suspicion the latter had already conjured up nor is the femme de chambre telling any untruth she was in the grounds at that same hour and heard the voices as affirmed she had gone down to the boat dock in the hope of having a word with the handsome waterman and returned from it reluctantly finding he had betaken himself to his boat she does not thus state her reason for so being abroad but gives a different one she was merely out to have a look at the illumination the lamps and transparencies still unextinguished all natural enough and questioned as to why she said nothing of it on the day before her answer is equally evasive partly that she did not suppose a thing worth speaking of and partly because she did not like to let people know that mademoiselle had been behaving in that way quarrelling with the gentleman in the flood of light just let in no one any longer thinks that miss wynne has been robbed though it may be that she has suffered something worse what for could have been the angry words and the quarrel how did it end and now the name ryecroft is on every tongue no longer in cautious whisperings but loudly pronounced why is he not here his absence is strange unaccountable under the circumstances to none seeming more so than to those holding counsel inside who have been made acquainted with the character of that waif the gift ring told he was the giver he cannot be ignorant of what is passing at langoran true the hotel where he sojourns is in a town five miles off but the affair has long since found its way thither and the streets are full of it i think we had better send for him observes sir george shenstone to his brother justices what say you gentlemen certainly of course is the unanimous rejoinder and the waterman too queries another it appears that captain ryecroft came to the ball in a boat does any one know who was his boatman a fellow named wingate is the answer given by young shenstone he lives by the roadside up the river near bugs ferry possibly he may be here outside says sir george go see this to one of the policemen at the door who hurries off almost immediately to return told by the people that jack wingate is not among them that's strange too remarks one of the magistrates both should be brought hither at once if they don't choose to come willingly oh exclaims sir george they'll come willingly no doubt let a policeman be dispatched to wingate as for captain ryecroft don't you think gentlemen it would be only politeness to summon him in a different way suppose i write a note requesting his presence with explanations that will be better say several assenting this note is written and a groom gallops off with it while a policeman on foot makes his way to the cottage of the widow wingate nothing new transpires in their absence but on their return both arriving about the same time the agitation is intense for both come back unaccompanied the groom bringing the report that captain ryecroft is no longer at the hotel had left it on the day before by the first train for london the policeman's tale is that jack wingate went off on the same day and about the same early hour not by rail to london but in his boat down the river to the bristol channel within less than an hour after a police officer is dispatched to chepstow and further if need be while the detective with one of the gentlemen accompanying takes the next train for the metropolis End of chapter twenty